Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. WTIC's Computer Talk with Tab is brought to you by GoNetSpeed, your choice for crazy fast fiber internet. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnan. He's uh, one of the engineers at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, three lines for you guys. Feel free to get on online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Now, we did some research here in the studio while we were waiting through the news, and there are devices out there that will convert VOIP back to analog, uh, This is because this is a common issue, I mean, and a lot of people do not want to go ahead and buy a whole new alarm system just because VOIP is a thing. Um, so I put a link out there to a company called Patton. And uh, it describes the exact issue that you would have by going to voice over IP. And then they have these different devices, multi-port FXS type devices that go ahead and hopefully give you what you need. Because Dennis right. and I were talking, Dennis, your concern was what as far well, as... The, a real live phone system has a certain amount of incoming voltage. Right. Okay. And there's a wavelength to it. And it's the board, the alarm board may be looking for that. Right. And if it doesn't get that from the adapter that you're using, and the adapter has to be on and it has to supply that voltage right. 24-7, if it doesn't get that, it may not function. Right. So it's a cheap check to see if it works. They're not very expensive, these devices. You plug it into your alarm. You go ahead and have it make a dial out over the SIP, over the right. SIP service, and uh, maybe it works. It may it may work. I mean, you know... It, I I also saw uh, people looking for specific models of adapters that are mm. supposed to work with alarm boards too. Yeah. But this company seems to know the problem better right. than anybody that I've seen. So and again, these, there you go. These incumbent internet providers want you to still use this ancient technology. Oh, you still need us. You still need us for our phone line. <laughs> no, we don't. You guys have been killing us with 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 our the prices you've been charging for your service forever thanks to the politicians that are in your pockets that didn't want to expand the network at all i mean mm. what kind of country is america where we're just now just now have a great company like go netspeed coming in and and giving these incumbents something to think about um it's it's the year 2022 or one whatever it is 2021 and now fiber <laughs> is a thing finally come on 
I mean, it's been ridiculous. Our, our access to the poles, the underground issues. I mean, even GoNetSpeed doesn't want to fight yet for the underground lines. Right. You know, the ones that have underground underground services. They're only dealing dealing right now with getting access to pole neutrality. Right, putting up their their services on the poles um, because of all the hurdles and battles you have to fight just to get a single line on a pole. And the fiber is not even big. It's pretty thin stuff. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't take up a lot of room at all. Right. All right. So let's get to your calls. We're going to go to our resident groupie, Danny. What's going on, Danny? Danny, you there? Yes, I am. What's up, sir? Well, I can only speak to Dennis this week because I'm still trying to recover from your Matt Lauer patronage. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Well, I'm happy to help you out, Danny. Yeah, what can I do for you? You guys have a conversation. I'll, <laughs> just I'll give you away, Rarick. Okay. Um, <laughs> nothing. I just wanted to know what you thought about... Um, Elon Musk, where he had that little Twitter poll mm-hmm. when people were bitching he wasn't paying taxes, should he pay taxes or not? And he sold all that Tesla stock to generate a taxable uh, income um, event. I don't care what he does. I mean, he's well, he can do it with his money whatever he wishes it, to do. He can I as long as as long as he's obeying the law. Yeah, more power to him, yeah. right? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I just yeah. wanted to, you know, if he got a little. A little, you know, a little token or a little doobie point from you. No, that doesn't matter to me. I mean, he just, <laughs> if he wants to send out a, a survey as to whether or not he should cash in a billion dollars with a stock or how many billions did he cash in, I don't care if he does that. Good for him. I mean, if he wants to do it, fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, now he's paying taxes. And and uh, the other thing well, is, is, you know, the Starship is ready to go, but the uh, EPA is holding him up. Right. EPA? That, uh, environmental survey down there right it's because oh. of because of the uh the rocket's too big right well you know that ever since that the other one one of the explosions they had on the uh for early testing <clears throat> and a lot of the debris went into the you know pr- protected areas mm-hmm. where the, oh. you know, the wildlife protected areas right well so that gave them the leverage they needed to try to hold them back well, right. Welcome to regulation. You've read you've read Atlas Shrugged, right? Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> welcome to the welcome to uh, the world. You know, and Bezos lost that lawsuit there where he was trying to <clears throat> with the, with the lunar landers. So mm. you know, I mean, I, I still think this is you know uh, Blue Origin uh, holding up him, trying to hold him back, and everybody else, especially Boeing, since he beat Boeing real bad with the uh, the Starliner and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all. I just wanted to know if you had any opinion about unpaid taxes. Danny, the thing is, so many Americans don't even understand how economics work. Um, I mean, you know, that he had to even do this is silly, right? I mean, if you understand economics, you understand how the tax system works, he didn't have any gains to pay taxes on. He just had it on paper. Right, Right. I know. I mean, the only, you know, you know, when they're talking about this new multi billionaire thing mm -hmm. where they're going to tax, they're going to put a levy on your assets. On its value, so yeah. You're worth $11.5 billion this year, and you right. pay 2%. Right. Well, you know, market fluctuations, that $11.5 billion could be worth 4 next year. Mm-hmm. So do they sure. give you the 2.5 back that they took when it was 11 or no. do they just then take the 2.5 out of the 4 also? No, it works the same way your house tax works. They tax right. you based on some Texas company coming in and telling you what your Connecticut yeah. house is worth. On a per- <laughs> yeah, and on a particular date in the year, right. and that's it. And here's right. pay your tax. Yeah, I don't like that idea either. It just sounds like a really bad one. But yeah. um, it is what it is, Danny. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Yep, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Elon Musk. He's, he's a resident groupie and Elon Musk fan, Danny. Let's go to um, 
Diane in Southbury next. What's happening, Diane? Hi. Um, I'm calling for my sister. She has a, um, a Mac okay. uh, computer right. and um, it died. And uh, oh. she said that it will, um, I mean, one day just the screen went blank. Mm-hmm. So then she left it for a little while. And then she goes to um, boot it up. It initially starts, gets about a quarter of the way through it, and then it just shuts itself down. So she is wondering how to get the stuff off of it if it doesn't even boot up. I know you guys don't work on, like, personal computers, but is there anybody reputable out there that you mm. can give me advice on who she could go to for Mac? Mm. Well, the Apple Store. Um, yeah. If you're an Apple devotee, that she really should bring that to the Apple Store to see if they offer service like that. Um, that would be my first recommendation. Uh, okay. It it may be that the computer can be repaired if you if she can get the computer into recovery mode. Okay. I don't know if it can be. I mean, it's matter of fact, it sounds like it's probably unlikely. But um, there are tools that can be used to recover a Mac that won't boot, um, and uh, we can try to get some information out about that. Right. Okay, that'd be awesome. All right, Diane. Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Yeah, that that question about reputable computer folks out there. And if when it comes to PCs, I mean, I do we have recommended places like Staples that does have kind of a a geek desk. It depends on which staple you go to as far as how good the person behind the desk is. But um but Apple obviously would be the best the best there. So uh so Catherine is on the line, but she doesn't want to come on the line, Justin, you said, right? She wants to talk off air. Does she understand it's a radio program? so uh we have three lines open and Catherine doesn't want to talk to us so feel free to get online 800-966-WTIC 522-WTIC are the numbers um her question is talking about buying another computer for financial um usage and we do agree with that um you should have one computer that you set aside and only use it if you're going to use it to do any kind of online payments or look up your your finances online you do nothing else with it. No surfing. You need to. You need to hold yourself back from having that weak moment where you finish paying your bills and then surf to whatever. No, <laughs> all you do on that computer is use it for financial reasons. And you know, a Chromebook works well because a lot of the sure. online services are just using a browser-based connection, anyways. Um, right. So and that's good. In a few cases, they may have uh, Chrome OS apps. Yes. That they will deploy. You'd have to go and find out if they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some Chromebooks that will run Android apps. So if there is an Android app that would work like on a phone, yeah. it might work on that Chromebook too. It doesn't look as so, good sometimes. but Well, yeah. true, but those connections can be, at least in theory, a little more secure than just a generic browser session. Right. So, I mean, that's the direction we tell you to take. Um, you know, you want to look at maybe a device that's going to cost you anywhere from 400 to $600, because believe it or not, those Chromebooks require a lot of processor to do what they do. I mean, Well, they, they run Chrome. Which is yeah, Which is one of the big memory hogs on any computer. Right. And it's not like Firefox or Edge are much better either. So, right. you know, I, I say that, but... Don't fool yourself into thinking, you know, I use another one, so I'm better off. No, web web surfing is computationally powerful, no matter how you cut it. 
Yeah, so there's just some, a lot going on in there. Get a good processor, get some good RAM, uh, spend what you can there, and again, don't use it for anything else. Just use it to pay your bills, look at your financial stuff, and cl- close it. Don't play solitaire on it or download any games on it or whatever you're going to do. It's not safe. So we're going to step out for a quick break. Um, we have three lines open for you guys. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Get online. We'll help you out. We're here till 11 o'clock. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Four lines wide open on this Saturday morning. Usually the 10 o'clock hour is all jammed up. It was reversed today. You guys are keeping us on our toes. So feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC. 522-WTIC are the numbers. And as we wait for your calls, we do have some technology news we wanted to bring up. Oh, yeah. This is really interesting. Yeah. Um, TV company, and they also make other things like DVD players and Blu-ray players, different mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of people may not have heard of them. They've been around for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made their, or they staked their claim in the industry back in the early O's when they bought a bunch of television factories that were being closed down or phased out by other companies that mm-hmm. were no longer, no longer wanted to be in the TV business. Gotcha. So they kind of took advantage of that. Um, they had some, rough times where some of their televisions early on were crap mm. and <laughs> yeah. but they're making better stuff now who, anyway who's who's this company vizio ah. v-i-z-i-o yes yes now they um they've uh recently gone public really so now they have to issue different kinds of financial disclosure reports right that they hadn't done before ah and, and this, it, is, this is why we know what we're about to tell you right <laughs> this is why we didn't know about it 10 years ago or whenever, yeah. because it was a private company at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, what what it turns out that these disclosures have revealed something very interesting, and The Verge has an article about this. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of money that they make selling televisions and other devices is less than the money they make by providing ads on their televisions and by collecting data on your television watching habits. Amazing. Yes. In other words, the content and the data collection make them more money than selling the hardware. Right. And so and, their, their smart TVs are collecting whatever you're watching right. through the, those apps, through their right. main screen. That's amazing. It is. And it's kind of annoying that a company that you think you're buying their television... And you're thinking they're putting all their effort into the quality of the TV. Well, yeah. And to be fair, they're better TVs than they used to be, like sure. I said before. But mm-hmm. that isn't what they're really selling you. No. They're selling you. They're selling you. you. Or they're they're, <laughs> they're selling right, you. They're selling you to other people. <laughs> all right. And making a fortune on it. Amazing. More than the television. So obviously Samsung's been in this game a long time. So I would yes. I would suspect they're probably doing Have the same to be. thing. Yeah. And Samsung, I mean, they're they have a huge footprint in Asia, so mm-hmm. they they have to they have to be making it even more. And I'll bet the disparity is even wider with them. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. It used to be what Nielsen, right? They'd they'd pay you to have a box on your TV. I think they'd pay you as a person that would have the box, so you would actually get paid for showing Nielsen what you were doing. Now right. they just take it. They just right. say, I, I don't care. We're just going to take that information. You know what? When you turn the TV on, you agreed to us doing it. Right. 
and kind of controversial in the business about what Nielsen is doing these days because their polling operation, which is still doing what it did, mm-hmm. which is you know getting these boxes on twelve hundred people's televisions mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. The information that they're getting is probably not as good as the information that, you know, companies like Vizio and probably Samsung and right. whoever else uh, they're collecting. That's amazing. So TV stations are wondering why they're paying Nielsen. I don't blame them. I, I don't, don't either. Them. Yeah, why pay Nielsen? They've uh, gone the way of the dodo. They jumped the shark, as it were. Feel mm-hmm. free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Let's get to your calls. we got Bob in Granby with a question. Hey, Bob, what's up? Hey, um, I know this is computer talk, but um, I've got a uh, cell phone uh, issue. Yeah, we'll see if we okay. can help you. Yeah. All right. So it's a it's a iPhone ten. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is I'll 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 take a picture, and I'll go to send it to my email. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I send it to my email, it saves it as an HECI file. Uh huh. Yes. So how do I get it switched over to? To, to a JPEG because a lot of a lot of people just can't open it. Yes, they can't. <laughs> they can't. And the reason why I'm I'm latching on to this is because we've had customers send us these HEIC files. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and you they're, can't open them. Yeah, so it's proprietary Apple. Yes, but you probably have a choice to choose to save your pictures. Well, in right, that format and that's not. what I'm going to find out for them right now. I'm sure you can change it. So yes, yeah, sir. Because yeah, it's clear. It, it just it just recently started doing that. I don't know if it was because an update or, yes. or what the deal was, but well, yeah, this is the thing. Yes. Your phone looked different when it was doing it one way. Apple said, "Well, we're going to upgrade it." Now your phone's completely different. Just like right. I talked about Elon Musk and his updates of his cars. Um, yeah. You know, you you're, you park your car, you approve the update. Well, now all of a sudden the car is a different car <laughs> after it's updated. You know, who knows? Hopefully, it works perfectly. If it doesn't, like we talked about the issue where the car was breaking. If you had it in automatic mode, even though it had no reason to break, uh, that's oh, kind gosh. of a scary thing to have happen. Yeah, um, I would imagine. So, do you find anything there? Yeah, there's a couple of articles. I'm looking through to find the best one that's most concise. All right, so we're going to find an article for you there, Bob, and put a, put the information out on computertalkwithtab.com so you can follow the instructions as to how to great. tell your Apple device that you would like it to work the way it did before the update. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the updates are so great that uh, screw- imagine it just, just your your computer. Every this is the the problem with our industry is that we're sitting as IT people trying to help people with their systems. Every single system is a different soup. It's a completely different configuration. Even though it's running Windows 10, it's got this version of that, that version of this, that version of the BIOS, this version of. It's not consistent. Like if you're building a door, the door and the hinges and the stuff all works the same. Right. The, the guys building the door can pretty much rely on that. We in IT, you're you're it's it's crazy. We're guessing as to which where we have to start. It's nuts. Yeah. And and the really crazy part about this is that Apple made this change to everybody's phones and nobody even knows it. Not until no. you try to share your right. picture. Right. And then somebody says, "Well, I can't view this thing. What yeah. did you do to me?" Yeah. <laughs> Apple is also they're supposed to be known as the ease of use company. This isn't very nice and this isn't very no. easy for people to understand. So, right. we'll get a link up there, Bob. Thanks for calling in. All right, thanks, man. You got it. So we'll put a link out there for Bob. We have a 
half an hour to go here. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Round. So feel free to get online through the news, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we talked about is posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And, of course, we are podcasted. Like every show here on the station is podcasted. So if you want to subscribe to our podcast over at the Odyssey app, uh, go over to WTIC.com and click on that and, and get our podcast. I'll be right back. And we are back. Oh, there we are. No, wrong. <laughs> I'm not sure what he's playing now. He's still training. We're working on him. This is Computer, <laughs> computer Talk with Tab. It is Limelight. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. And uh, feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out. Now, I, I just heard that UConn's playing Clemson, so I think we should probably give a little moment of silence for UConn football. Just to ha- They're going to have the, probably the roughest day. Just, just a moment here for UConn football. Okay, that's enough. Um <laughs> Ay ay ay! I am just—I feel so bad for those guys. Oh yeah. I mean, hold, and they're going down there. I mean, that's going to be a whooping. Yeah. I mean, good they're, luck. They're going to get—they're going to get creamed on the field, and the fans are going to crash them oh. up one side, down the other. I think they're getting paid at least probably to go. I think Clemson probably paid him as a as a punching bag. But yeah. my goodness, why would you say yes to that? <sighs> um. All right, let's go to your calls, get back to Computer Talk, and we're going to go to Joanna in Windsor Locks. What's going on, Joanna? Okay, I have a junk email, and do VPNs um, warn you of something you shouldn't do? Um, no. This junk, no. This junk email, if I haven't turned on my VPN, it says forbidden. It, it, what you, so it's telling you you can't use this junk email because it's forbidden when you are connected via an EP, a VPN. Hmm. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> how would it? How would I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, well, what what service or what is the source of your VPN? Is it it's something a, like NordVPN or something like that? Proton. Proton. Okay. We like Proton, so that's a good VPN service. Yeah. And it's saying you can't use this junk VPN. It warns you when you're trying to use. A huge sign comes on the screen that says forbidden. Interesting. They they maybe could they could theoretically be blocking something. Sure. Now I don't know why huh. they would though. What? It's it's none of their business, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know that they would be the the email police. Um, and saying that you can't send, you're trying to send or receive an email. Through- I just wanted to see what what was in that email. Oh, you're trying to open an email. The the entire list under the that email, that specific email address. All right, so you're trying to you're I trying to view to all of the emails that are on this address, right? And they and won't. When the VPN is okay. on, it's the big forbidden comes on the screen. Uh, then this isn't the VPN doing it, I don't think. No. I think it's the mail provider that's doing right. it. Right. The mail provider is saying, wait a minute, you're not where I think you're supposed to be. Right. Because the VPN is designed to, to conceal where you're where you're surfing and what you're doing, right? So it's And make it more private is what it's designed to do. And the email provider that you're using is saying, well... You're using something that obfuscates your who you are, where you are, and we're not going to let you open this email because we don't 
allow that for whatever reason. That could right. be part of their requirement that they you can't open and do things within a VPN. Some services do block that. Yes. Um, who? What is the mail service? If you don't mind us asking. Um, the junk one. Yeah. Yeah. Cox. Cox. Okay, so yeah. that's interesting that Cox wouldn't allow you to use a VPN through your email. I would think they would. Um, that shouldn't be something they would block, right? Because using I, using an email through VPN is completely normal practice. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that they would, but you never know. It's possible that they've had trouble with someone using VPN access to get into their email hosting, mm. so that. You know, you know, bad guys. I mean, right. Yeah. So that their identities are obfuscated to Cox, right? And then Cox can't, you know, figure out who they are and go after them for it. I don't, I don't, uh, but I don't want to say that that's what's going on. Right. I'm just kind of completely guessing. Guessing. Are you using a browser to get to your Cox email? <laughs> I guess so. So you're using the beach ball, you're using the little fox around the world, you're, br- you're bringing up a browser, right? A little, and then little bluey. Yeah, and you're logging into your email through a browser. You're not using a mail client like Outlook or... No, no. So you're using a browser. So I bet you if you did it through a mail client, they wouldn't stop you. They're stopping you because it's a browser coming at the system from an unknown source. Right. And they want to know at least where you are. Um to probably protect you, really, like like Dennis yeah. is saying, the bad guys are, you know, try to use these well, methods protect too. Protect themselves too, right? So I bet you, if you did it through a mail client, do you have any kind of mail software on your computer? Um, do you have I don't out, think do you so. have Outlook? Well, you probably have Mail. The the what Windows version of 10. Windows Ten? Well, well, actually, I have Proton. Yeah, Proton Mail, but it's fine. But do you have uh, a mail program, which is part of Windows, your operating system? Mail. It's probably called no. Mail. You don't. Well, you yeah, haven't used it. It's Cox. That's it. Okay. So you have to configure your your Windows 10 mail software there to actually log into Cox and and go that way. They won't block that. That I'm certain of. But see, if the if I forget to turn on the VPN, yeah, I can get into it. Right, because the Cox right. is like, yeah, okay, you're 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 Joanna in Windsor Locks, and that seems like a legitimate location, and they're going to let you have your mail. Okay, I get it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. All right, Joanna. Bye bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> she was trying to figure out what's going on, and so were we. Uh, but you should be able to send and receive email through a VPN. We're, most of our, our thinking is always going to be with a mail client, like Outlook or some sort of software, where it's just going to go ahead and tunnel through your VPN. It's going to poke out in Saskatchewan or whatever, and then it's going to go talk to the Cox server and say, send me my mail, and it's going to go back through the hole it just produced through Saskatchewan and come back down to your VPN and and give you your mail. But when you're browsing, there might be some sort of security protection in place that Cox is, is offering, saying, mm-hmm. I don't want some crazy IP address accessing our mail system. That could make sense yeah. if you're doing a browser-based. So feel free to get online, guys. We have four lines open for you on this Saturday morning, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. You want to bring up any more news there, Dennis? Well, uh, Comcast had a problem a few days ago. Yeah. And uh, we certainly heard about it at Tab. Oh, my That's gosh. for darn sure. Yeah. Um and the funny thing about it is, mm. out of all the stories that were written about it, yeah, have you heard an explanation? No. It was no. a pretty big outage. It was very big. We thought it was just in like Connecticut and New England, mm. but then it turned out to be hitting Chicago, Philadelphia, um, and it even hit the West Coast. Wow. Yes. The Bay Area. 
Wow. Interesting. The country's tech hub. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Comcast was out in the Bay Area for at least a couple hours. Yeah, many, many thousands. We got deluge with calls. Yeah. Uh, tab. And uh, we also had some customers that had other ISPs. And the only thing that we can think of is that there was some kind of carriage agreement in their town where Comcast was handling that traffic for the ISP. And they went down, too. Uh, and they went down, too, because that went out. I have an article from the San Francisco Chronicle about it. Yeah. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's reported on from their angle. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I say that is because I think it's pretty important when when the country's tech hub mm-hmm. has an outage this big and this bad that lasted for at least hours. a couple hours, right. if not more. Mm-hmm. We can't even get an answer as to how long this outage took place. I think it was a guy from Airplane who actually pulled that plug. Remember that? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> somebody pulled the plug or somebody changed the configuration. And then, uh, and then what is it? Lloyd Bridges, he picked the wrong day to stop yeah, sniffing glue. glue. That's what was happening there in the old uh, Comcast IT department, I guess. Who knows? But we, don't, we, won't, we won't know. They're not telling us what happened. It was yeah. a massive outage. Um, so you'd think there'd be a little more information on this by now explaining what happened. Something right. you know, When Facebook went down for two hours, there's all sorts of explanations, and we realized how big of a silly problem it was. They right. locked themselves out of their own system doing an update. Right, and even though that happened to them, they, they got back in relatively quickly considering the trouble they had in order to recover from it. Right, and explained it. Right, we think but Comcast, yeah. Comcast, the best we ever got from Comcast was they admitted they had an outage. Right, and they actually own a NBC. Right, and there were NBC news articles about it. Yeah, but just saying that, there was an right. outage. There was an outage. Oh, boy. Okay. At any rate, I'm going to post this article from the San Francisco Chronicle about it, and it points out one of the problems with these uh, ISPs hmm. is they don't have enough redundant infrastructure right. so that when an outage takes place, they can either flip a switch and have another bunch of routers take over or have it automatically transit over to a new set of routers. They don't Wait, have that. They don't have any elasticity at all? No. Hmm. Are you? I thought that's what it was all built on Eric, the cloud. Oh. that would cost them money. Yeah, well, they charge enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we know that. But. Yeah. So we're going to step out for a quick break, get back to more of your calls. AJ, hang on. We'll get to your call after the break. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. There we go. Justin's getting the hang of it. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, and uh, we'll do our best to help you out. Then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. So 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We're going to go to AJ first in South Windsor. What's cooking, AJ? Uh, good morning. Hey, I listen um, every Saturday while I'm on my walk. Nice. So, and I, and I, I consider being on standby when you talk about saying you have to stop and talk about your kids. Yes, there you go. <laughs> this, may be, this may be a little off topic, but mm-hmm. I'm looking for a machine All right. that I could just put in a VHS tape on one side and get a burned DVD or flash drive out of the other side. I, I have a, a VCR somewhere in the basement. I don't want to be bothered with it. I don't want to be bothered with cable. I think I have so many of these tapes that if I send them to a service, I could probably buy two machines, but uh, all I want to know is, uh, do you have a recommendation for a simple machine? Hmm. They do exist. They're, prob- they're probably not as simple as you think they are. 
Um, I mean, I am looking. Did you find anything yet, Dennis? Uh, there's an article on it uh, from uh, B&H Photo in uh, New York. Yeah. Um, and they, they do sell a couple of these things. What is it? V, Victor, and Nancy, H? No, B is in boy. B, B is in boy, okay. ampersand, H, and then photo. It's a very, very, very famous and enormous uh, camera and electronics store in New York City. Okay. Yeah. Say, say again the initials. B as in boy and H as in oh, Harry. Okay. okay. And looking right now, you can go on uh, Amazon's got, Sony's got a device that'll do VHS to DVD. Um, so I don't know though. It's, it just seems kludgy. It's going to be a lot of work. But. Yeah. Well, when I went on Amazon, I got a bunch of kits and stuff mm-hmm. with uh, devices to hook up with. Oh, this and, and the the assumption was that the the video already existed on on the computer or on the uh, a VCR, but I'm way beyond that. And these are just videos of of games from my kids and stuff like that. Yeah. And if I use a service, I'm going to wind up probably paying more than what a machine would cost. Maybe. Well, so. you should check out Legacy Box. I think they do it. I'm not sure how they price it exactly, but it could be by the size of the box. Um, but they do offer, a, from what I understand, a pretty popular service that does do all this work for you. Um, you know, it's up to you if you want to go that route or spend all the time doing the conversion yourself and then t- check, taking a look at it. I don't know that I would spend that much time doing that. I have a lot of DVDs and stuff for my kids who are little as well, like like uh, tapes and what have you. And Now, is there any specific uh, designation for the DVD itself? Like, is it... DVD R or L or whatever. Yeah, so you'll have to get a recordable DVD, and you'll need to find the the, the device that'll support the size of the DVD. You know, mm-hmm. you get the adult, they've got different layers of DVD. Yes. Um, yeah. There's also Blu-ray, which is even more uh, mm-hmm. storage. If you can get one that goes from VHS to Blu-ray, you'll be even better off because uh, it'll store more. Um, but I, I don't envy you, AJ, in, in what you're going to try to attempt. <laughs> it's going to take a long time. <laughs> As a rule, um, random DVD players, just of whatever sort you want to use to play these things, are more likely to handle DVD minus R than they are to handle DVD plus R. Oh, okay. Just, But it's a general rule, and it's not universal. Right, because when you get the thing produced, then you go yeah. to somebody's house to try to play it, their DVD player may not be able to yeah. run it. Right, but it, if it were me and I was converting all these tapes, I would convert them to DVD-R, not DVD-plus-R. Okay. All right, well, like you said before in the program, there's so many different variations on mm. things that supposedly are the same. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's even dual-layer DVDs, too. Uh, right. Uh-huh. Uh, which will work on most, uh, you know, current DVD players. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, and I'll I'll be listening again uh, in the coming weeks with other standby questions about so that you don't have to talk about your kids. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, AJ. AJ's helping us out. It. We do appreciate it. Thanks, AJ. Right. Bye. Right, bye. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's a beautiful sunny day. You guys are out there dealing with the leaves. I understand that everyone's got a computer problem at the top of their uh, of their mind. Um, now, Dennis wanted to talk about a, something that happened. You wanted to bring up what happened to you. Yes. Yes, I have a story. Hmm. Uh, someone tried to get into my eBay account. Uh-oh. Okay. Yep. I'm 
sitting at home. I happen to have my phone in my hand. I happened to look at an email that had just come in and it was um, a notice from from uh, eBay saying that there had been a change to my account. Hmm. You said, hmm. Wonder I said, why. yeah, I wonder what that's about. So I log into my eBay account and I can't get in. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I could get in. I'm sorry. I can get in. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So I go back to the original email to see what was done. Right. Before I get there, I noticed that there's another email that had come in just before I had gotten into the account. Mm-hmm. And it said that eBay had locked down my account for suspicious activity. Oh, nice. So they did a good job. And it was within two or three minutes of the original email. So they, they got it quick. That's awesome. All right. Mm-hmm. And then I went in. First thing I did, I changed my password. Right. Um, I also uh, set up two-factor authentication on the account. And it turns out that the thing that the bad guy had done to trigger the alert was that the he had logged in from Tampa, mm-hmm. an IP in Tampa. Yeah. And uh, he had tried to make me an eBay seller. Interesting. And that was the thing that they said, ah, wrong IP address for this guy, and he wants to sell. Nah, Suspicious. we're not going for that. Good. So the Smart. lesson learned is pay attention to accounts that you don't normally pay attention to or don't use frequently because they can be used against you. Yeah. Be imagine, real careful. Imagine some poor person getting sold some piece of junk and it's on your name. Right. So... Very good. All right, we're gonna. We want to thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Uh, I want to thank Mike G for posting everything live. We want to thank Justin, our producer over there, for doing his best, and he's getting trained up. Thank, thank him very much. And uh, again, you guys are the best. We appreciate your calls and uh, keep us on our toes. Stick around. Doctor Leslie's going to be up next with healthy rounds, and next week we've got the IT Pro TV guy back. Uh, Wes will be back, and he'll talk about how you can become a geek too. Because, uh, as Dennis will say. Remember, we want you to become geeks, too. See you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.